0: Welcome to the Living Joyfully Podcast, where we talk about the intricacies of being in relationship with the people in our lives. Let's dig deep, challenge paradigms, choose connection, and live joyfully.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Living Joyfully Podcast. Navigating relationships can be challenging because we are all so different. In this podcast, we dive into tools, strategies, and paradigm shifts to help you decrease conflict and increase connection In your most important relationships, we talk about concepts like self-awareness, compassion, context, consent, and so much more. If you're new to the podcast, we encourage you to go back and listen to the earlier episodes. We started with some foundational relationship ideas that are so helpful to have in our toolbox. And if you've already been enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you would subscribe and share. We really appreciate your support as it grows. You can also check out our website, livingjoyfully.ca, if you're interested in relationship coaching or to see what we offer businesses using these same principles. Today's episode is part of our relationship series, and we'll be talking about connection. Connection is the foundational lens through which I see the world. I think we're here to be in relationship and learn from that process. I think focusing on connection is what brings us the most joy and peace and opportunities for growth and learning as well. Finding the best ways to foster connection can look a bit different in the different types of relationships. So today we're going to look at the idea related to our relationships with our partners, our children, and our friends. Something that's in common across the relationships is that connection is an active process. We don't have strong connections just because we're married, a parent, or a friend. That's this surface level connection, but the connection we're going to talk about is much deeper than that. And the root of it is truly seeing another person for who they are, honoring that and supporting that. With our partners... Something, I mean, often many things brought us together. And as the relationship grows, the years go on and we fall into the rhythm of just moving through our days. And in that, sometimes we can lose sight of the person in front of us, of truly understanding who they are and what makes them tick. In the beginning, we're much more curious about all of that. And that curiosity and excitement is what feels so good because they're feeling truly seen by us and we're feeling truly seen by them. And so if things are feeling off, this is most likely the root. You know, we've lost sight of and the excitement about who this person we love is. Having a strong connection is what helps a relationship weather the storms that life is going to throw. And while it may not have all of the excitement of the early days, it can settle into this deep trust and knowing. And again, connection is so much about being seen and, and accepted. And it's helpful to recognize, I think, that our culture tends to have a deficit focus. And as, you know, if we fall into that in our relationships, it is a pretty quick path to disconnection. One of the first things I ask all my couples to do is to each write a list about what they love about the other person, to keep it on their phone or by their bedside, someplace they can read it every day, just steeping in that, seeing all of the amazing things about our partner. It changes the energy we bring to them and the situations we're facing together, because that's the thing. When we have that foundation of trust and connection We're able to handle what comes along together instead of turning to defensiveness or blaming. We know we're different. We honor that and that we each bring something different. And from there, we figure out how do we move through these harder times or this obstacle that's in front of us. You know, building connection with our partner is about seeing who they are now. And it may be different. You know, we do all grow and change, but taking the time to see them and understand them is key. And finding ways to see each other will be different for each couple. It could be about having adventures together or working on projects together, just talking over a meal. Being together and watching a show, it's going to be unique to each person, but understanding what helps your partner feel seen and loved and understood and being able to communicate what helps you to feel the same, you know, goes such a long way in creating this strong connection that we're talking about. Yes,
0: it really, really does. And I so much love your point that connection is an active process, not something that's a given based on some factor context, like, you know, we're married, you're my child, you know, Um, being in a long term relationship with your partner absolutely does not guarantee that you're strongly connected with each other that takes ongoing effort. And yes, I feel more deeply connected to my partner when they see and love me for who I am right now. Like sometimes it's easier to take that perspective first. Um, We both grow and change over the years, but when they're curious about what I'm up to, how I'm feeling and what I think about things, that's when I'm feeling more connected to them. And that said, connecting doesn't need to be all about conversations. (laughs) There are people who just aren't into conversations as much. And as you mentioned, it can look different for different couples because people truly are different. And then not only that, it can look different in different seasons for the same couple. Because again, we grow and change our shared interests, wax and wanes. But what can remain a priority throughout is building and maintaining connection with our partner, however it looks right now. We can always be curious about who they are and what they like to do. We can always express appreciation for their presence in our lives. And then like what you mentioned, Anna, um, of the things that we love about them, no matter how big or how small, we can always notice and appreciate those pieces, right?
1: I mean, just turning our eye to seeing all the things they bring into our life can just really shift energy, especially if you're feeling stuck or, or, you know, disconnected or a little grumpy. Um, And so when we think about children, it's similar, but there are some differences. You know, we have such a deep connection with our children, but part of maintaining that and bringing it to life for them is understanding that they are on their own path. They are unique human beings. And when we honor that and see them for who they are, that is when they feel the most connected to us. We can probably all think of how it would feel to be truly seen by our parents. Some of us have experienced that and many have not. In some families, love is conditional and it's really the opposite of true connection. The blood connection remains, but they're left feeling misunderstood or not seen. And I've come to think of, tending to this deeper connection as building a bridge, a bridge whose foundation is trust, trust that we are okay and safe where we are, but that a strong, sturdy bridge is there that we can both traverse back and forth as needed. Us going to them, them coming to us, sometimes meeting in the middle. The bridge is built with time and understanding, honoring our differences and celebrating them for exactly who they are. So often, I think when a parent wants to feel connected to a child, they will invite them to do something with them. Hey, come over here to me, let's go on a bike ride, let's go camping, come to the garden. you know. And sometimes those, inv- those invitations are met with excitement and sometimes groans and eye rolls, <laughs> which can leave the parent feeling really disconnected or a little bit hurt. But the child's not rejecting you in those instances, they may not like those particular ideas. And when we understand them, what they love, what lights them up, what pressures they're under, we can go to them, we can meet them on their side of the bridge and fill both of our cups. And it means everything to have someone see us for who we are, to understand our capacity in that moment, to love us, even if we have different ideas and preferences. It just makes such a difference.
0: I know, I know. And I mean, I got goosebumps right now just thinking about that. And I really do love that bridge metaphor for connection in a relationship, the the image that when it comes to connection, we can go to them, they can come to us, we can meet in the middle or anywhere in between, and that sometimes connecting can be happening when we're both hanging out on our own sides, right? (laughs) That can seem a bit counterintuitive, the idea of actively connecting with someone while not being engaged with them. Yet as we talked about earlier, connecting with someone can be about them feeling seen and heard. So if your child is needing some space to be by themselves, it can feel connecting to them when they see us actively cultivating that space for them. So maybe keeping their siblings occupied so that they aren't constantly being interrupted. Maybe bringing them a drink and a snack and slipping out without trying to start a conversation, right? Can you just feel how validating and connecting that could be for them? you know, just turn it back on ourselves. How when we're in that space where we want some alone time, how good that would feel. So it's like, is that what we're needing? We would just feel so supported and seen and active connection will be built without that direct engagement with them, right? So the other piece that I wanted to mention is that the ways we connect, the ways we build that bridge can be different for each child in the same family, will likely be different for each child in the same family. That can also be hard if we have a picture in our mind about what what connecting with a child looks like, right? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right. How do we do it? If we envision connection to look like doing activities together or hugging each other every day or reading books together or whatever that vision is, we can worry that we're not connected with a child if those happen to be things that they avoid, that they don't enjoy. But if we can release that vision and look at the ways each of our children actually enjoy connecting and being with us, we may discover that they are feeling connected and we just weren't
1: seeing it at all. <laughs> right, we can get in our heads about things so often, you know, and and we are so different and that absolutely includes our children. We really do need to let go of ideas of what we thought it would be like and embrace the child in front of us. And in doing that, what you'll find is that you learn so much more about them and about ourselves, you know, and so we can see that connection isn't a formula, but again, it's this living process. And so all those ideas, let's just set those aside and just really lean into who are the people in my life? And what does that look like for us to feel connected? Mm -hmm. And so when we're thinking about our friends, you know, again, so much is the same in that everyone no matter what, I will say say this a million more times, wants to be truly seen and heard. Most would also like to be understood, but even if that feels hard sometimes, we can honor people, give them the space to be who they are, to move through the world in the way that makes sense to them, even if it doesn't make sense to us, to be there for them, with them. I mean, it really just is the root of friendship, all of these relationships as well. And, you know, so I would say that there's, most of us have friends that are different from ourselves. Um, I'm an introvert and maybe not surprisingly, many of my friends are extroverts. Extroverts make things easy for me in a lot of ways. And they challenge me in that we see things so differently, but I can choose to love all parts of them, to see the gift in it. Even if I need to sleep for 10 hours after a party and they're still raring to go and they can appreciate that about me. And that's where we both feel seen and heard. That's where that connection just feels so nourishing. You know, giving our friends unconditional regard, listening, being there, learning what helps make them feel connected and being able to communicate What works for us, too, is just all a part of it. And again, it is going to be unique to each person. Some friends need conversations to feel connected. Some need actual physical time together. Others feel comforted knowing that space and time can pass, but that we'll pick right back up and still have that closeness. You know, taking the time to know this about our friends just enhances those relationships and their ability to kind of nourish us and be a part of our close connections. Yes,
0: that was such a big aha moment for me that my friends didn't need to be super similar to me. (laughs) We could be different people that enjoy connecting with each other in various ways that feel good for each of us. And that I didn't need to find one super friend that was gonna meet all of my connecting needs, right? I think growing up, we can get the impression that we need one bestest forever friend. That that's the goal when it comes to friendships. And while well, maybe that happens, it's not the only way to move through the world. It's not the only way to be in relationship with others. Because people really are different. And those differences matter a lot, right? It doesn't mean we can only be friends with people that are similar to us. But whether it's our partner, our children, or our friends, it's worth celebrating them for who they are and finding ways to connect with them that bring us closer together that help them feel
1: seen and heard and us feel seen and heard. Right. Yes. Okay. So something that just came up for me, as you were saying that piece is it's really important to understand that how we create connection and friendship may not be what our child needs. And so what that brought to mind for me is so often we can put on our kids, they don't have the best friend or why don't they have a group of friends? They're not hanging out with this group of friends and doing all these things because that's what we love. And why don't they have this best friend? You know, I have this one best friend and it's like both either and none of it is fine. (laughs) Like it's so much about what the child needs, the person needs, you know, in their relationships. And so again, look back at the person, talk to them. Are they happy with their relationships? Are they happy? You know, Because so often kids can be happy with their sibling relationships and with their family relationships for a big stretch of time. And then there comes a time where maybe they want outside relationships and maybe those are older people that are more mentors that they enjoy. So just that, I love just what you were saying, just like leaving space for all of it Is part of how we build connection and just honor our differences in that way. And I love the age piece you brought up too, because we don't need to
0: put constraints on like, oh, we need to find somebody your age. (laughs) I had wonderful and continue to have wonderful and fulfilling relationships with my children, alongside partner and friends. Um, When I could take that piece out and just get onto a level and focus on the connection and the relationship, all those those little blood pieces or expectations of relationship just kind of fell away, right? And it was just about the connection and the joy that we could uh, experience together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just another. People are different. We all have exactly. our ways. Of connecting <laughs> Oh, so connection is such a big topic and it's so important. And we really have just scratched the tiny surface of it, but I'm hoping that, you know, it's given some food for thought, you know, and a framework that connection is this active process. It's alive and it's something that needs our attention to actually thrive. And so here are a few questions to think about as you turn an eye to the connections in your life. Okay. So take some time to think about what you love about your partner, what things light you up about them. How does it feel when you read this list? How does it change your energy towards them when you read it and then go talk to them? And number two, think about the connection you have with or had with your parents. Did you feel truly seen and accepted for who you are at your core? And if not, how did that impact your feeling of connection with them and really even your understanding of yourself? I think that's a big one because just
0: to gain some experience with like what connection feels like as we're trying to figure out what it feels like. Did I feel connection? Who have I felt connection with? How did it feel with my parents? Just to, you know, as we're trying to kind of, because I mean, everybody says connection and you can have a sense of, but you know, what does it really feel like? And that's what we're trying to cultivate as we figure out all these different ways we might explore connecting with people. Right.
1: That feeling like, okay, when I have somebody that sees me, oh, what does that feel like? How does that feel different when I don't feel seen and heard? So yeah, I love that for kind of teasing out what do I want in connection and how do I want to be in connection? Okay, so um, have you viewed connection as a living process? You know, what areas do you see that you would like to work on to improve your connection? So I think this is important too, right? Like kind of just taking stock of the important people in your life hey, am I seeing them? Do I feel seen by them? Are there things that, you know, I want to change in those relationships? I think that could be really interesting to explore. Yeah, I think so too. Just the whole idea of it being a living process, something
0: that can wax and wane and not, um, you know, beating ourselves up or having expectations when we feel like, I mean, just that feeling of growing disconnection is just a nice clue. It's like, oh, I want to a little more intentionally Right. find or create or cultivate connecting moments with this person that I'm starting to feel a little bit of distance from, but I want to feel that deeper connection.
1: Right. right. Cause it's never about being hard on yourselves. It's just about that recognition. Like, Oh, okay. I mean, I'm feeling a little disconnected. What's going on there and checking in about how that feels And what kind of steps you want to take? Okay, so last question is, um, what ways do you stay connected with your friends? You know, considering asking what things help your friends feel connected to you, because it might be surprising. And again, just this interesting conversation, because I think sometimes we're just going through the motions of things. We don't actually realize that, yeah, I do have a preference. I like to talk to my friends, or I like to see my friends, or I like to whatever the thing is when we can, I mean, I feel like the more we can verbalize like what our actual needs are to someone the the better chance we have to truly connect and to be understood because nobody's mind readers, you know, <laughs> nobody knows what we're thinking. And so often we haven't even given it that much of a thought, but yet we're reacting and feeling it. And so it's, this is just a little call for like some introspection and like, Hey, I want to understand a little bit more about what makes me feel connected to someone.
0: Yeah, I think that piece of understanding, just taking that moment to understand ourselves and understand what works, um, what helps. And again, playing with that, because like you said, maybe we don't quite know yet, but we can try all sorts of things that, oh, you know, I think maybe this will feel connecting. And then you go try it a couple of times and it's like, no, that's not as much fun or we didn't have as much time to engage with one another as I thought we might, you know, just but trying different things and playing around with them is perfect. Yeah.
1: I love it. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us. And um, we look forward to next time. Yes. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you being here with us as we explore ways to improve our relationships and understand ourselves better. You can find us on Instagram at livingjoyfullypodcast and join us again next time as we dig deep, challenge paradigms, choose connection, and live joyfully.